The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcasts. Final Four Watch Party this Saturday. Sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean and Colby over on youtube.com slash Podcast. And please make sure to fill out the listener survey for a chance to win $100 SGPN gift card. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survey. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, March the 30th. We are here to have a little live look around the league uh, as the opening day progresses in front of our very eyes. And also a handicap, just a little ditty slate of five games uh, for Friday the 31st um, here on the MLB show. So, um, a very manageable workload for us tonight. Um, firstly, uh, we will introduce the machine uh, from Houston, Texas, Mr. Moonaf Manjeet. Moonaf, Arit. Hey, how's it going? I thought I was on mute for a second, but uh, no, what's going on? Uh, it's been a great first day so far uh, for us. I know we talked about uh, the Braves um getting over the line uh hit their team total in the first uh five innings cubs first five money line comes through as well so good start to the uh to the season for us uh hopefully we can continue to find some winners i know like you mentioned only five games tomorrow uh in the uh sorry mlb i think it's 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 interesting i think we talked about this yesterday malcolm that usually we don't get uh every team playing on opening day but we did here today it's it's a lot of fun we have a lot of games to go but hopefully we can find some more winners for the Friday games. First time since 1968, Moon, after everyone's played on opening day. Um, and no, I don't remember it before you say anything. Um, also joining us um, is Mr. Dylan Rockford. Oh, look at Dylan have a little chuckle. You enjoyed that one, didn't you, Dylan? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I actually took off of work. Uh, I think everyone should have off of work. It's a national holiday. But uh, yeah, we cashed in a lot of bets. Yankees took care of business. Uh, we got there on the over with the Braves and Nationals. Uh, Toronto's looking good. Uh I love Jacob DeGrom getting smacked around by the Phillies. That's always <laughs> nice. But uh, other than that, yeah, uh, successful first couple of hours. Uh, we got a lot of games left on the board, and hopefully we give out some more winners. I love the way that we're flexing over the first two hours of a 162-game marathon. Um, what could possibly go wrong? Um, I'll stick with you, Dylan, because you mentioned um, Jacob DeGrom getting smacked around, but we need to touch on Justin Verlander. How can, like, within an hour of the season starting... Um, yeah. as ace pitcher who's not even pitching by the way it wouldn't have been so bad if he if he was playing and had hurt himself and come out um, if you, if anyone hasn't heard the news uh, Justin Verlander's landed himself on the IL with something Latin that I'm not going to begin to attempt and pronounce um, so he's going to keep throwing and there'll be updates later in the week but uh, can we get an instant delivery action to that one? Uh, not surprised. Uh, 
what could go wrong will go wrong for the New York Mets. That's just how it is. Um, I was not very overly surprised just because he wasn't announced as the second starter for tomorrow. Kind of got some glimpses of him in the spring training. And then when he got shut down, you kind of knew something was up a little bit. So not surprised. They said they'll reevaluate him in a week. Hopefully it's nothing serious. But uh, yeah, I mean, it can, can it get any worse if he goes down? You got Edwin Diaz going down. But yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it was. It was. It was an unfortunate one, certainly. Um, yeah, you see, I took the day off um, today as well, Dylan. Just and I alluded to it in a, in a couple of shows in the last week or so that there were just loads to do today. I had a million different fantasy lineups to set um, and get on the waiver wire, etc. Set my DraftKings lineup um, and really wanted to make sure I was I was in position to get stuck into these games. Uh, so I've done so much work. Um, that I haven't really watched an awful lot of baseball. I managed to get the first two hours of the um, Braves-Nationals game because that was my luck. Um, I know Moonaf, we, we both cashed, cashed locks on that game. Moonaf took Atlanta's team total um, in the first five innings and I took the over uh, thinking that Washington could contribute to that. And both things uh, came to pass. So that was a nice start. Um, and I watched a little bit of the Yankees-Giants, but... Um, I had MLB Central on all day. I watched nine hours of kind of build-up and then 10 minutes before first pitch, everything on my dodgy fire stick just went off. Um, but all the other channels were working, so I, was, I wasn't very uh, thrilled about that. Kick the neighbor's cat. Um, I was hoping that maybe just because it was um, opening day, MLB were being quite uh, watchful and taking down all the streams. So fingers crossed it'll be back tomorrow because I'll be furious if that's not the case. Um, but yeah, I... First impressions of the rule changes and stuff um, in that Braves Nationals games. It looked good. It was um, it was rattling along at a nice pace. There was a lot of um, kind of minor chaos on the base paths. Everyone just, everyone looked a little bit jumpy, just a little bit nervous. Um, Ronald Acuna was was kind of causing some mayhem. But the other thing I did notice, and maybe this was just a, the way the game panned out in those first innings against Patrick Corbin, was that Atlanta. So it really seemed to be working um, with, without that shift in place. They're almost playing cricket shots, picking the holes in the infield, holes that were not haven't been there in the past, or certainly in the past few years. They were just sort of driving the ball through those holes. There was a load of sort of one bounce um, into the outfield singles. Uh, so maybe that's something to look out for. But yeah, it did look good. Um, and it was, it was going along at a nice clip. Uh, Moon, after, did you, did you watch much stuff... Um, so far today, what were your early impressions of what you saw? Um, I, I think that there I saw just recently, right before we got on, that Devers were for the Red Sox was the first casualty of taking his sweet time getting into the box. And oh, did he get out. a violation? Oh, was he proper, proper, not just a strike? He was called out as well. So I think it was the. Uh, I think he might have had two strike a two strike count, and then. He took yeah. his time getting in, and the third strike was called, which obviously makes an automatic out. But uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you you look if you're watching the Giants and the Yankees game. I mean, a blink of an eye, that game was already in the top of the seventh within like an hour and a half yeah. of uh, the game starting. I know both pitchers were just cruising. Both starting pitchers ended up with double digit strikeouts in that game. Um, but the pace of play, it's it's yeah. I mean, you can tell it's up. Um, the Brewers and the Cubs are another example. That game started, I think, an hour later after the uh, Yankees game, but that, that game's already over. So 
it seems like, yeah, I think it's really going to help. Uh, we're starting to see, you know, players steal bases and things like that. It was an example um, before we move on here, Mal, that it was watching the Braves game that you talked about in Patrick Corbin in that for very first inning. He had two uh, tosses over to first base when the Cunha got on. And that after that second time, he uh, tried to pick him off. That very next pitch, Acuna took off for the stolen base. So I think we're going to see that all throughout the season and as um, you know, we kind of progress through the year year. Yeah, you're right. I, I saw that little passage with Acuna. He actually, he took off and fell over. That was kind of part of the mild chaos that I was referring to because um, he was so eager to go in. He sort of, he fell over and had to make his way back. Um, I felt a little bit sorry for Patrick Corbin. I didn't think he pitched that bad today. Um, uh, but the, the Braves just kept... It, it's a weird thing to say. He didn't pitch that bad, but at the same time, looked easy to hit. Like I said, they were just sort of picking their spots. They were just sort of waiting on it. And like I said, it was almost a cricket show, just stroking it through through the infield. And um, yeah, Corbin was a, was a, slightly unfortunate. Um, I felt a little bit sorry for him, maybe. Um, Dylan, how much have you have you seen today? What were your, um, any impressions from, from what's gone on so far? I uh, saw pretty much the whole Yankee game, uh, the Cubs game, just before you knew it, it was already in the eighth inning. I didn't even know uh, Munoff cashed the first five already and it was over. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be quicker. And just to echo what Munoff said, I think we're going to see a lot of stolen bases this year. You saw with Volpe, he got on and just immediately he stole. The bases are a little bigger. And I think that's what the MLB wants. They want more activity on the bases. So I think we'll see a lot of steal, uh, a lot of stolen bases this season. Yeah, they're all kind of th- I say three inches, I think, bigger. Um, but some weird um, maths thing uh, means that there's actually 44% more surface area. Um, that was baseball. Sean hit me with that the other day. Um, that was Sean's contribution. Um, Cincinnati Reds against the Pirates as well. Have we, have we got a strikeout counter on um, Hunter Green uh, at the moment? Because I know he'd... Um, I backed Hunter Green on the strikeout. It was one of Noah's strongest players. It was a, it was a player that we stole off off Blake from the uh, from the fantasy baseball show as well. And I think he'd struck out five through two and a half or something. Uh, but I've closed everything down here, so I can get my tech to work. So if we can get a live Hunter Green strikeout from someone, I think he, oh, uh, seven. Yeah. Exactly. Captain Insano is in the chat with seven. Yeah, I think the line I've got eight. is. Oh, he just got Yay! There we go then. Getting the queue. Kiching. Uh live money big and one here on the MLB gambling podcast. Um fantastic. So yeah, fingers crossed. And um, we can keep going with that. And um um, really appreciate everyone who joined us yesterday as well. There was loads of people in the YouTube chat. Um, there was loads of people who downloaded and listened. Uh, so yeah, keep it up. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, the, the YouTube channel, the Discord channel, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. But it's been a cracking start and we will um, we'll try our best to keep making things entertaining. And if we can as well, a little bit profitable for everybody. And we've got five games to look at tonight. Uh, so in less of a mad rush um, to handicap them, as rapidly as we normally have to. Um, I'll tell you about the WinBet, the official online sports of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Um, be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 till 6 p.m. Eastern time during WinBet Win Hour. Marquee games of the week. We'll have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here too. 
Loads of ways to get in on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 to get $100. Limited to state availability. And of course, from a DJ interview at the biggest long shot party of the week, you'll get a $1,000 free credit. Loads to choose from. Head to winbet.com or download the Winbet app. Offer subject to change. Season and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present the state where playthrough Winbet is available. If you someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. You can hang out with Sean and Ryan to watch the Masters. Um, at the Circa Las Vegas, which is an absolutely incredible prize. It's a three-night stay at the Circa uh, to hang with the boys, watch the golf. The content is, is completely free to enter. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. If you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using the promo code SGP15. And the final four watch party, which is going virtual on the YouTube channel. Hang out with the boys there for the entire Saturday of Final Four action. Live bets, prize giveaways, and much more. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sportsgamblingpodcast and tune in on Saturday. Okay, let's have a look at tomorrow's games. Games for Friday. There is no way I'm going to get the times or days right on all of these uh, because they're just tagged on the list. So uh, the book I'm using here, uh, this first game, the Mets and the Marlins, is just straight underneath the Guardians and the Mariners, the last game of tonight. Um, so I'll, I'll apologise in advance for the confusion I'm going to create, but I'll try my best, you know. Um, this is a... Oh, let's see. 23.40 UK time, so that makes it 18.40. Um, so is that 6.40 Eastern time tomorrow? Yep. The Mets the Marley. Yeah, we go. Thank you, Muna. I tell you what. Wow, wait, hold on. Before you proceed, hold on, hold on. That breakdown what, 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 was amazing. Hold on, hold on. Just wait a minute. Oh, I'm going to, you're not going to tell me I'm wrong after you've given me a round of applause. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Yes, I can tell the time. Uh, how very patronising you two are. Um, right, so whatever time that was, I just said, uh, it is the Mets and the Marlins where um, Peterson uh, will go. Is it D- David Peterson? Yes. Yep. I want to say Devin Peterson, but he, I think he's a cricketer, Devin Peterson. Um, Sounds like it's a, Yeah, he's South African, I think, uh, cricketer. David Peterson, um, who is a baseball player, pitches for the New York Mets. Uh, the Miami Marlins have Jesus Lazardo. Um, going, the lines are, um, yeah, the lines weren't up when I handicapped this earlier on either. So um, the Mets are minus 120. Uh, the Marlins are even money, uh, plus 100. The total here is set at seven and a half. Uh, just getting a live check on that game. Um, it's the Mets lead 1-0, one, uh, one to nothing um, over Miami so far. Uh, Peterson, he was really good on the road last year. Um, he, he finished the season seven and five with a three eighty three ERA, uh, but his road ERA was three twenty five. Um, and he was also good early in the season. He came out, he came out firing. Um, played Miami uh, quite a few times. Four games he played against Miami. Pitched eighteen innings in that span to a ERA of two point five. So a lot of positive signs for Peterson. Um, not so positive for Lazardo. Um, wasn't as good at home. Um, a 4.25 ERA, which is much higher than his. He finished on 3.32 uh, with a four and seven record. And against the Mets, um, had an ERA of 6.75. So uh, negative signs for Lazardo. Um, Miami against left-handed pitching struggled as well. They only hit 2.09. 
Um, so yeah, positives for the for the Mets, negatives for the Marlins. Um, I think the Mets are a good price here. Minus one twenty looks very fair to me. Um, so I'll take the Mets on the money line, and we'll throw this across to Dylan because he's got his Mets jersey on. Um, is that a fair price for Peterson against Rosado tomorrow? Yeah, I agree. It's a short price we're getting with the Mets. Uh, I took him at minus 115, still like him at minus 120. I made him a minus 145 favorite. And, you know, Peterson, he's always been a kind of guy that sometimes he starts, sometimes he comes out of the pen if needed. But he, like you said, he pitched well on the road. He starts the season very good, especially against the Fish last season. He had a lot of success. And I think our lineup could give Lazardo some problems. He didn't pitch well at home. And against the Mets, he got rocked a few times. So I agree. I think the Mets are a good price, a short price. So I got to roll with the Mets here too. Okay. Two for two for the Mets then. Uh, moving up, is it a team ride? We didn't have many of them last night. Yeah, team ride. Uh, I like the price here for David Peterson. Everything that you uh, guys mentioned about, you know, Jesus Lazardo's struggles at home versus how good he was on the road. Um, and then, you know, Dylan nailed it where he said that they kind of used Peterson in that hybrid role of coming out of the bullpen or, or even starting. So, I think he did have three starts last season against the um, against the Marlins, where he was uh, really good. So I may look at a strikeout prop for him. But uh, yeah, minus one fifteen on the money line for the Mets for me as well. Okay, team ride then. Um, next up, we have a ah shit one ten UK time. Oh, that's now you see because we're spanning midnight here. This is going to cause problems. Eight ten Eastern time. Oh, I've nailed it again. You can keep your trumpet moving up. Eight and Eastern time first pitch between the Chicago White Sox and the Houston Astros. Uh, the White Sox are the road underdogs, plus 145. The Houston Astros are minus 166. It's Lance Lynn versus Christian Javier Munaf. We'll go to Houston. Um, White Sox against the Astros tomorrow, please. Yeah, Lance Lynn uh, has really struggled in his career against the Astros since the 2019 season against the Astros. He's 1-6 with a 6.60 ERA. Uh, in Houston, he's 0-5 with a 6.68 ERA. The Astros have won all five of those games by at least two runs against Lance Lynn. Uh, Christian Javier at home last season had a really good ERA of 2.26. Uh, it was 6-5. So maybe the run support wasn't there for him, but he did have one start against the uh, White Sox last year. Uh, five innings, uh, two hits, only one earned run. Did have five strikeouts and uh, walked four batters in that game as well. But I, I think I got to continue fading uh, Lance Lynn here in his struggles against this Astros team. Um, I'm uh, looking at them on the run line at a nice plus price of plus 135. Also, probably look at their team total uh, to go over, whether that's in the first five or the full game. I really do like the Astros here behind Christian Javier at home and just the struggles that Lance Lynn has had against this Astros team. Yeah, okay. Uh, Dylan, um, White Sox at Houston. Yeah, this might be one of my favorite plays for Friday, but uh, I got an eight. I'm going under that game. Under in that game, the I set my total at six point seven. Munaf said it. We got Christian Javier going, and we're all high on him this season at home. He's lights out. He's also had a lot of success against the White Sox as well. Lance Lynn isn't terrible on the road either, and he's been able to go deep into games in his career. So I think we may see maybe three one, maybe five one type of game. But Eileen Astros, uh, I really like the under though. I see seven and a halfs out there. I was able to get an eight shop around. 
Yeah, Lancelin was a funny one because I think you had to get to his game log really to to understand what happened to him last season because he came back middle of the season from his injury and got hit around a little bit. But then in August and September, uh, he was absolutely brilliant. He, he pitched well in the uh, WBC too. So he looks like he'd be ready to go here. Um, everybody's talking up Javier. We talked him up a lot. He, his name appeared in many of our awards um, portions of the of the show that we did last week. Um, so yeah, I was guessing a line here. Now I took the first five under um, with a total at seven and a half. Is that I, there was no lines when I looked at this earlier on? Um, that first five under be around three and a half. Do we think? Uh, probably the three and a half. Maybe you can find a four, but I think uh, I see fours out there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so the first five under four, then I love that. Like I say, I think Lynn's ready to go. I think some of his numbers are skewed last year and um, you've both made uh, great cases for Christian Javier. So yeah, a bit of a pitching duel here and um, the first five under four runs uh, for me. Um, we'll get on to the next game, uh, which is Colorado and the Padres. Uh in a little moment, once I've told you about, or oh, brace yourself, boys, uh, we've got a new ad read here. We've got no danger of getting through this read about sword vitality uh, in one piece, though, gents. Um, self-care is cool. Uh, self-care is manly. Be proud of taking care of yourself. 40% of men are affected by impotence at the age of 40, and nearly 70% of men are affected at the age of 70. Moonaf's doing his own jokes already as we speak. Uh, stop buying highly suspect pills in gas stations. Stop hiding the little blue pill in your sock toe. Um, if you manscape, which you should, uh, you should also take care of the plumbing. Uh, sword Vitality helps increase your blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man. It's time to become a Sword Vitality man. If you want experience erections in the morning, uh, talking about sword vitality should be as comfortable as anything else. Men talk to about the partners, for example. These are the examples. I hike. I watch football. Uh, I use sword vitality. Uh, three main benefits. Um, increased blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man in the bedroom. Sword vitality can help increase your stamina and you don't have to hide it. You can be proud of it. Um, unsheath your sword sword SFX visit swordvitality.com and use the promo code SGPN for a nice discount at the checkout that's swordvitality.com promo code SGPN I think the old sword vitality would be a little bit like the, when the Asian students turn up to play for the Nighthawks they all have metal bats um, and you're not allowed to use metal bats I think the difference between um, entering the bedroom with a metal bat and a wooden bat um that's kind of the, that's kind of your sword vitality thing. Um, I'm rocking the Louisville Slugger uh, moon off. So yeah, plenty of um, plenty of balls in play uh, for me. Next up, we will go to it is Colorado at the Padres. Um, let's see if we can work this time out. I'm not even on the right page yet. There we go. This is oh two forty. Shit nine <laughs> nine forty. I've got this. I've nailed it. Yep. Nine add three is twelve. Add two is yeah. Here we go. I'm three for three. Wow. I tell you what. Yep. He's a change man. They should they should be putting whatever I'm rocking, uh, the essence of me into pills and selling that to people. Um, Colorado Rockies are plus one sixty five with Kyle Freeland on the hill. 
Nick Martinez will pitch for the San Diego Padres. They are a price of minus 185. The total is at eight and a half. Dylan, tell us about the Rockies at Padres. Yeah, uh, I, I like the under eight and a half. Eileen Padres in a money line parlay could put him with the Dodgers or the Mariners. Uh, you get a nice plus price. But uh, Nick Martinez, he's had a, a really good success against the Rockies last season, especially in San Diego. Most of those games went under the number. Now, Kyle Freeland and his home and road splits, they were crazy last season, just awful in Colorado. But on the road, he was a decent pitcher. He does have three wins against the Padres as well. So, that's why I kind of like the under. I think both pitchers could limit the batters. And if you don't want to take the Padres full game, get in, get out. First five minus a half is minus 125. That's not a bad bet either. I like that. Yeah, that's a great sounding pick, actually. Um, Dylan Munaf, did you have any strong feelings on this one? I'm actually looking at the uh, over in this game at over eight. Um, if you take a look at what... Kyle Freeland has done in his career, or at least over the last uh, three seasons, 11 starts against the Padres, seven and four to the over average total runs of about, I think 10, yeah, 10 per contest. Uh, but Dylan's right. He's been better on the road um, against the Padres than he has been at home. And I think that's really the theme for these Rockies pitchers just because of Coors Field, right? I mean, we know how many runs can be put up in that in that uh, stadium in Colorado there. So um, I was looking at the over. Nick Martinez, again, he's the guy that was coming out of the bullpen, I believe, for this Padres team last season. Now he's going to be a starter uh, for this Padres team. I had a slight lean towards the over in this game. Um, but again, if you find a nice price on the plus one and a half for the full game for the uh Rockies, I don't hate that number. I see a minus 135 on that right now. But, um, again, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rockies, if they win on Thursday night, that they're able to steal another one against the Padres um, on Friday night. So, plus one and a half for me, and also a lean toward a little lean towards the over eight. Yeah, this was quite a tricky game to handicap. Um, the, the home road split uh, for Freeland, as, as you said. Um However, Freeland really did struggle against the Padres uh, wherever he was pitching against them last year. Five games he started, uh, 25 innings, gave up 32 hits, 10 walks, which is quite a staggering number, and 19 earned runs um, in those 25 innings. So, yeah, that was a big problem. Nick Martinez is interesting. He appeared in 47 games last year for the Padres. They only started 10. But it was at the start of the season that we came out in April and June um, and pitched quite well um, as a starter, pitched against the Rockies three times, uh, came out of that with a 3.31 ERA, which is good enough. I fear for Freeland tomorrow. I think the Padres' bats can get to him. Um, I'm going to take the Padres on the run line at a price of plus 115. Next up, we have the... What game's that then? Oh, hang on. Fucking page again. I knew I'd there we go. I'm on the wrong day. Um 310. Um 310 a.m. Why do I keep saying 310 a.m.? It just helps me think out loud. It's a 1010 Eastern time. Um first pitch between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the LA Dodgers. The Diamondbacks have Merrill Kelly um of Team USA pitching uh, at a price of plus 165. The Dodgers have Dustin May at a price of minus 185. Uh the toll is at eight. Merrill Kelly finished last year 13 and 8, 337. Good numbers on the surface. Uh, Dustin May, the injury 
injury ravaged season, finished two and three with a 4.5 ERA. Merrill Kelly's probably the most mundane kind of pitching figure in all of baseball. He's absolutely fine. His numbers are a good indication of who he is. He's never going to stray far from that. Um, he did struggle against the Dodgers last year. Um, started five games and pitched 24 innings over those five games to an 825 ERA. Uh, so the Dodgers won't be particularly uh, feared of Kelly. Justin May is back from injury again. Um, people are quite high on him. Noah's high on him. Uh, Noah's talked him up a few times. I'm not 100% sure. I need to see it, basically. I'm happy to maintain a watching brief on Justin May. Uh, pitched four winners against the D-backs last year. Uh, blew up a little bit in that one, but like I say, really tricky to evaluate Justin May. I was having to take it over here. Um, like I say, Kelly's had problems against the Dodgers. We do think the D-backs are going to be a little bit funky. Um, I think the options here are that one of them or both of them could get hit quite hard. Um, so the over eight for me uh, is the price of minus 105. Um, Munaf, Dodgers at D-backs. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it with Merrill Kelly. Um, 0-5 last season against the Dodgers, but in L.A., uh, in Dodger Stadium last year, 0-2 with a 14.68 ERA. Um, in those two games in L.A., the final score, one of them game was 12-3, to and another game was 5-2. to But after the first five innings um, in those two games in L.A., 8-2 to Dodgers and 5-1 to Dodgers. So I agree 100% about the over in this game. I'll probably look at a first five innings over. Uh, and then it possibly a Dodgers team total over, whether that's a full game or in the first five innings. Uh, you talked about Dustin May uh, against the Diamondbacks. He's 0-1 with a 13-point, uh, I believe, 5-0 ERA in three appearances. Last season, he faced the Diamondbacks on the back in September, 20, uh, September 21st. Four innings, seven hits, allowed five earned runs to the Diamondbacks. So I agree about the overplay in this game with you, um, whether you want to take that full game or first five, and then also looking at Dodgers team total uh, to go over, whether that is uh, first five or full game. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know what just happened in the Phillies-Texas game. I scrolled it up and down looking uh, at the scores. Um, and Gross I scrolled... hit a three-run shot. Tied uh, okay. Five. I, I scrolled up and the Phillies were five to nothing up. I scrolled back down for 30 seconds. Yeah, and it went from five to nothing to five, five in the blink of an eye. Um, the Mets have tagged on, they lead two, nothing. Um, and the Pirates have gone four and up against the Reds. Um, D-backs at um, Dodgers for Dylan Rockford. Yeah, I'm going to be on an island here. I'm going under. Uh, I got under eight and a half. Uh, I see eights out there, but I made my total 7.2. I think this whole series might be low scoring. Uh, Merrick Kelly, he did have a good season last year, but like you guys mentioned, the Dodgers were his kryptonite. But some of the games were low scoring. There runs 3-2, 4-1, 4-0, 5-2. So there were some low scoring games. You did have the high scoring games as well, but he just couldn't get any run support. Now, Dustin May in his only start against the D-backs, the loss, but the game did go under the total. Got to be careful here back in the Dodgers because May's home and road splits are very alarming. On the road, he's a solid pitcher, but at home, for whatever reason, he gives a lot of hard contact, finds himself in bad spots. So regardless, I do think we see a lower scoring games between these two clubs. So I'm going to be on an island here. I'm going to take the under. Okay, so Dylan, Dylan takes the other side of it. Um, one more game to look at here. Um, it is another 10-10. Eastern time, uh, Cowboy time first pitch between the Cleveland Guardians and the Seattle Mariners. Um, 
the Guardians are plus 150 with Hunter Gaddis. That's what I was stalling for then. My mind, I was racking my brain to think of his first name because I knew I knew it three hours ago, but I've forgotten. It was Hunter Gaddis um, who was pitching for the Cleveland Guardians, a name we didn't expect to see uh, going on day two for Cleveland. And he will take on um, Robbie Ray of the Seattle Mariners. Seattle are minus 172. The total here is set at seven and a half. Uh, Moonaf, Hunter Gaddis, a little bit of a head scratcher for day two. Yeah, not much of a sample size to go off of what he's done um, last season. I think that uh, last year he was 0-2 with a 18.41 ERA, seven and one-thirds innings pitched. He allowed 15 hits and 15 earned runs. Seven of those 15 hits were long bombs uh, that he gave up. And the two starts, they were against the Astros, and the other one was against the Chicago White Sox. So, yeah, a bit of a head-scratcher here for me, uh, having Hunter Gaddis go on day two for the Cleveland Guardians. On the other side, you talked about Robbie Ray. Uh, Ray has been really good against the Guardians in his career. Um 2 and 0 uh, since the 2021 season I should say 2 and 0 with a 0.95 ERA in three appearances he has 14 strikeouts in that span last year he did go 6 innings allowed 6 hits of shutout baseball only had 3 strikeouts in that game now we talked about this last season Guardians are a team that strike out a lot uh so if this number does come out a little bit inflated for Robbie Ray strikeouts tomorrow maybe on that under but um I still think that he'll have his success against his Guardians team. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, Mariners minus one and a half, or if you want to take the first five innings, minus half for the uh, Seattle Mariners in this game with Robbie Ray on the mound. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in there then, enough because my pick was the same Seattle on the run line at plus 130. I also quite like Seattle's team total. Um, over four and a half here at plus one fifteen. I just uh, the, this obviously wasn't the plan with Cleveland to rule Gaddis out. Um, he's taking um, Tristan McKenzie's spot, unfortunately injured uh, seven innings last year. But I had a little look on his baseball savant page, and there's just nothing much there. His his fastball isn't up to much, and I do think Seattle can uh, can score some runs off him. Robbie Ray was his usual self um, last year. Had two, yeah, those, those two scorer starts you've mentioned, Moonaf. So. I tell you what, if you were a rich man, um, I would. This minus 166 on Seattle, I think, is an absolutely great price. However, uh, not in the business of giving out minus 166 winners. Plus 115 on the rare, uh, plus 130, sorry, on the run line. It uh, looks great to me. So, yeah, I'll co sign Moonaf's Mariners pick, Dylan. Yeah, you could parlay the Mariners' money line with the Padres for a nice plus price as well. That's kind of how I played it. I am also on the first. Five minus a half at minus 115. Like Munov said, I think that's a really good bet. I made the Mariners a minus 175 favorite. Uh, I think this is a good bet here. A little chalky. I don't want to give out a minus 165, but uh, the Mariners, I think they're rightful favorite. Robbie Ray on the bump. He was lights out against the Guardians last season. Two starts, zero runs given up. And Robbie Ray's just overall just a much better pitcher at home than on the road. And we have very little data. Again, I don't even know who he was. I had to go look really in deep into who this guy was, Gaddis. But uh, only two starts in the majors last season. Got rocked in both of them. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't put my money behind the Guardians in this one. I like the team total over as well. Any, any way you want to slice it, I, I'd be on the Mariners here. Yeah, completely agree. I, th- I think um, it would take a brave man to, to handicap that any differently, actually. Um, okay, then. So five games 
just to look at. Five games handicapped. Uh, we'll stay with you, Dylan. Did you pick out a lock and a dog for us? Uh, I didn't really have a plus price, but since we're going to just fade Hunter Gaddis, I'll take the Mariners on the run line at plus 125 I'm looking at right now. I think that's a good bet. So that will be my dog. And for my lock... I wanted to take the under, but I'm going to be on the island. Uh, I'll take the Mets. I'll take the Mets at a short price, minus 115. David Peterson on the mound. We're winning right now, and I just think our lineup is just going to be too much for Lazardo. I think he'll have a lot of problems. So I'll take the Mets as my lock, and then for my dog, I'll take the Mariners on the run line. Okay, solid, Munaf. Yeah, for my lock, uh, I like the Mets as well, but I'll, I'll go with the... Let's go with the over in that Diamondbacks and Dodgers game. I just feel like the history that the that Merrill Kelly has against his Dodgers team, I think that that's going to continue here for the Dodgers against Kelly. I think Dustin May can give up a few as well. And it's really that if, if Merrill Kelly was pitching at home in, uh, in Phoenix, I would probably look at the under, but just because in Dodger Stadium where he's given up uh, in two starts an ERA of 14.60, um, I think that the Dodgers can, you know, at least get four to five runs and then the Diamondbacks should contribute as well. Dustin May, I know he, he can have some location problems. And if, if Diamondbacks stay patient at the plate, I think they can draw some walks against Dustin May and score runs that way. So um, I can see a world where this game ends about five, four, six, three, something uh, in the favor of the Dodgers here. So I'll take the over eight at minus one Oh five uh, for my lock. For my dog, I'll go with the Astros run line minus one and a half plus one thirty-five. I talked about the struggles of Lance Lynn against the Astros since the twenty nineteen season, where he's zero and five with a six point six zero ERA. He struggled on the road against the Astros as well, and like I mentioned, all five of those losses that Lance Lynn has against the Astros have been by a minimum of two runs. Um, in that span. So uh, at a plus price on the run line for the Astros, I'll go minus one and a half plus one thirty-five. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a short slate, and kind of everyone's touched on um, all the picks um, that I was looking at. But I'm, I'll stick with my look, which we nearly went um, a team ride here, Moon, because I think you like the Mets as well. But I'm going to take the New York Mets um, at that price of minus 120. The, you say it was a combination of Miami struggling against lefties and um, Peterson's. Peterson had a good record and was better on the road last year. So I'm happy to take the Mets at that price. I think that's very fair. And for my dog, um, I'll go to the Padres on the run line, uh, plus 115. I do fear for Freeland tomorrow. Um, the Padres had his number last year, and there's absolutely no reason why they can't uh, do the same. I mean, they, they can hit any pitcher around, let alone, let alone Kyle Freeland. So I will take San Diego on the run line, plus 115. Um, and I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I... Uh, we made it to the end of the show. Moon off. Is there anything I've forgotten or anything you need to tell the people about? Oh, I think you covered it all. Just make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, if you watch us live or if you do want to watch us live, uh, help grow that community on YouTube. If you haven't already left us a rating and review, wherever you listen to your pod, uh, please do so. Um, and then, uh, make sure you check out the website, uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com for all of our picks, uh, courtesy of Tally Site. Uh, we will do our best to make sure that we have our picks up there every single day for you guys uh, in case you are looking for picks. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much what it is. 
Uh, This Rangers game is one of these great games. We have these sometimes on the Premier League gambling podcast that I've I've, uh, backed Philly, who were 5 nothing up, and now uh, Texas have come all the way back to go 6-5. But my book pays out if you get five runs in front. Uh, so I'm already, I've already, it's great. They do it in the, in the, your parts. I don't know what's going on here. They do it in the soccer. When you go two nil up, there is no better feeling when you've been paid out two nil and the, that team goes on to lose three, two. It's absolutely great. Like, um, it's like finding money in the street. So, uh, Philly, you've done me that. I think that's the first time I've cast one of those in there. Um, because normally, obviously, if you get five nothing up, you normally hang on to win. But uh, Dylan, what's happening tomorrow? Are you, you going to uh, go to work or are you, just, are you having the long weekend? Uh, yeah, no, I got to go back to work, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, just make sure you guys, like uh, Munaf says, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. It really helps the show grow. And be a friend, tell a friend. And uh, yeah, this uh, Ranger game's crazy, 6-5 right now. And uh, hopefully the Mets hold on to it. The Jeff McNeil got called for a strike because Pete Alonso took too long to get back to the bag. So it's crazy. I can't wait till we start challenging <laughs> these things. Love it. Um, yeah, I think we're going to come back tomorrow. We um, the Fridays um, are a movable feast, but I think we're going to have a little, because it's so early in the season, we're going to do a show tomorrow. We'll, we'll be able to talk about which um, New York Mets being injured between um, now and then as well. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, thank you very much, Dylan. Appreciate it. Thank you, Moonaf. Thank you to everybody in the chat and all our new uh, listeners as well. Good luck with your picks. Um, enjoy the baseball. I know I'm going to try and get another few hours in now uh, before bed. So, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.